58. And if you could just start with my main slide there, I should be able to take it from there. In Luke 1, 26 to 38, we read this. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Have you ever read these Christmas stories and really just took a moment to stop and meditate upon them? Really think about them. I'm sure you, I'm sure you have. I would hope you have. They're stories which hopefully you've grown up year after year reading over and over again. As this month we've read over and over the, the Christmas story out of Luke chapter 2. But this year I wanted to go a different direction as I found myself reading this. A few weeks ago, as I was preparing, I just kept thinking about this topic, an unexpected birth. I kept thinking about that awful, dreadful question. What if it would have happened all differently? What would this have looked like? What if it didn't happen at all? Have you ever had thoughts like that? What about that last one? What did this really look like? Tonight, we have a story of an unexpected birth. And as I read through this scripture myself, I pondered it, and I really thought about it. You see, we live in a day and age where we struggle with anything unexpected. We want to think that nothing unexpected could ever lead to something good, and especially something which is hard. For some reason, we think that anything that is this hard just isn't worth it. People seek to end or to kill the unexpected or hard things of life. They seek to avoid the hard things, the unexpected things of life. I want to change your thinking, though. This is what we're talking about tonight. Unexpected struggles may lead to unexpected blessings. Unexpected struggles may lead to unexpected blessings. You see, nothing is unexpected to God. The birth of Jesus was an unexpected birth to Mary and Joseph, but Jesus came to give us hope and life, a restored relationship with God. Nothing is unexpected to God, and he knows just what we need. This, this verse of Jesus was foretold and prophesied in hundreds of verses. And during thousands of years, we have been told of this verse. But Mary and Joseph had not the faintest idea that this was going to come to them. 
or at least not until they receive this special news, this revelation, this proclamation from an angel giving them this news. And at first they're scared. They're frightened, as many of you would be. We all would be. Can you imagine having an angel appear before you? But then not just that. How about this news? Part of it was the angel appearing before them, but another part had to be the huge responsibility of carrying a baby. And not just any baby, but they're told they're going to have baby Jesus. They're going to be raising God with us, Emmanuel, the Son of God, Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor, King of Kings. Over the past month, we focused a lot about on Luke's story, his proclamation of the birth of Jesus being here. Glory to God in the highest. But what about that story from Mary, from Joseph? Yes, of course, we're focusing on the birth of Jesus. It's Christmas time, and you cannot have Christmas without Christ. I saw just today where a friend on Facebook, on social media, talked about being kind to everyone and realize everybody has their Christmas traditions, and you shouldn't push your ways on people. And some people who celebrate Christmas may not believe in God, and that's okay. Just be kind to them. The problem is if we believe in God, which we do, I hope you do because you're here, we know that there is no Christmas without Christ. The very reason for Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Christ. So if you're not celebrating the birth of Jesus, then there's no point to Christmas at all. The reason for Christmas is Christ. And the reason that Christ came to us is because we needed him. No matter what society thinks, there is no holiday to be celebrated without him. But I want you to see how this unexpected birth gave unexpected blessings. But not just that, if we really expand this train of thought, we may also see this. It's in the hardest of times that we find ourselves made the strongest, filled with hope, joy, peace, wisdom, love, all of this and more, only through Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that when you're really struggling with something, when you've really had the hardest of news, a lot of times that's when you end up finding you're made the strongest. Because it's through these hard times, it's through these struggles, that it, it makes us realize that we need God. We try and do too much on our own. But there's one thing we could never do on our own, and that was save ourselves. God knew that we needed a Savior. God knew that we needed Jesus. So he gave us Jesus. He gave us our Lord and Savior Christ. Born as a baby, born in, in a manger, an unexpected blessing, an unexpected struggle to Mary and Joseph that would become a blessing to us. Whether you know Jesus deeply now or you don't, you should know that when you struggle, you need to look to God. Let me read this again, but I want to just pinpoint, I want to just think about some of the thoughts that we hear here. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. 
He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now let's stop here for a moment. Let's just think about this. Let's think about what we've learned. So here we know, straight from Scripture, straight from God's Word, Mary is a virgin. We also know that she's not married yet. She's engaged to a man named Joseph, and here an angel appears to her and tells her that she's going to have a baby. She's greatly troubled, it says. Now, I know I'm repeating to you what we just read, but bear with me, because I think we need to give some extra thought to this. She's greatly troubled. Well, yeah, wouldn't you be greatly troubled? You just had an angel appear to you. But not just that. You've got an angel appearing before you and telling you that you're going to have a baby. And you're thinking, I'm not even married yet. You're thinking, I'm just betrothed to a man whose name is Joseph. And all of a sudden, I have a baby with me that I'm going to have a baby. It says, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. Now, you'd think we'd be excited for that. We'd be encouraged. The Lord is with you. I know I've told people that many times as I'm counseling them. I tell them, be encouraged and know that you can get through this because God is with you. and He's going to give you strength one way or the other. We don't need to fear because we know that we have a mighty God who's on our side. Now, maybe she was thinking... Yeah, someday I'll have a baby. Someday, right? We, most of us, when we get married, we think, yeah, someday I'd like to have a baby. But no. Mary is told she's going to have a baby soon. Not just any baby either. So again, the angel tells her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And it goes on to say, behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. Oh, great. Yeah, that's good news. You know, I'll bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. Jesus, do not be afraid. I'm, I'm just giving you this great blessing of, of bearing the son Jesus, the Messiah, the king of all kings, the prince of peace. Talk about a responsibility, right? Talk about an unexpected struggle. But this unexpected struggle would lead to the greatest blessing that we would ever know and something we could not even have imagined. She probably starts to think something like the following. And again, this is thinking. It's not out loud, but she's probably thinking, you mean to tell me that all these prophecies I've, I've heard, because this isn't new news. They knew this would come. It's been prophesied. But you mean to tell me all these things I've heard growing up, a Messiah, a Savior, a wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, uh, Prince of Peace, all these things, I'm the person that you're going to bless with this great responsibility. Again, we're just thinking about it. I told you, I've been thinking about this. I've been pondering it. I've been pondering the unexpected struggles that we deal with in everyday life. And how maybe we need to think beyond the struggle and think of the great blessing that might be behind the struggle. Because in fact, as we think through this, she could have responded in a very overwhelmed way. She could have been in a state of shock or denial, anger, frustration. She could have just said, oh, I must be dreaming. I must be hallucinating. Something slipped, somebody slipped something into my food or drink. I don't know, but no, she did not respond that way. She could have responded like many of us might respond and say, no, no, I just can't handle this. This isn't something I can do, but no. That's not how she responded. 
She was told the Lord was with her. Maybe you have struggles right now in life. Maybe you're struggling right now with even Christmas. Maybe you're thinking right now, tonight, Christmas just doesn't feel the same. Maybe it's due to a lost loved one. Maybe it's just due to memories or family not being with you or finances not being there, your job not being dependable. I don't know. But maybe just something about Christmas doesn't feel the same. Maybe you're struggling. But maybe it's because we're not focusing on God's plan. We're not focusing on the ultimate meaning of Christmas, which is Jesus, this baby being born. You see, this was not just any struggle. This is all part of God's plan to deliver us to salvation. And this was not just any baby. As Mary and Joseph were told, this is Jesus. The son of the most high, the one who is told will reign and his kingdom will never end. We needed this great struggle to happen so that we could have a chance at a restored relationship with God. Hope and life which would last forever and ever and ever, but we need Christ. We need to accept Christ. We need to accept this baby, Jesus. But we need to know that he's not just a baby. He is king of kings. He is prince of peace. He's the one that truly gives us an everlasting peace. He's the one that gives us life. We've been talking about these Advent candles each month. And that center one, the white one, and is symbolizing Christ. And we have the symbolism of love and peace and joy. We have these symbols which are only possible because of him. Only possible because God sent his one and only son to die for us. Yet while we were still sinners, that's how much he loved us. While we were still sinners, he sent Jesus to die for us. We're all sinners and we all need Christ. This was an unexpected struggle for Mary and Joseph. What if their response would have been more like our response today? And I'm, I'm picking on myself because I know my response to struggles so I'm sure you have responses like this too. We sometimes try to either do all things on our own when it comes to a struggle. We just try and fix it. Especially men. We try and fix things. We don't want to talk about it. Let's just go to action. Let's just fix it. Or maybe we just ignore the problems. Well, they they're go away on their own. Or maybe we just act like there is no problem. But maybe God intends us to go through these struggles... Because there is a blessing behind it. There's a blessing that we don't even understand or don't even know about. These struggles could glorify him and lead to great blessings. Now, don't misunderstand me. Some of the struggles we go through, I truly believe, are because we're not seeking out God how we're supposed to. Because we're not following God's will for our life. We're trying to follow our own will for our life. We're not following God's desires and his word for how we should live. God has a way for us to live which tries to prevent us from going down some of the roads to destruction, the roads to hell. But instead, we try and make our own way, and we're not intended to do that. We're intended to accept Christ. But, but look to Mary's response here. That's what I want to get to as we begin wrapping up is this. Mary's response in verse 37, as she told, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Nothing will be impossible for God. And her response is, behold, I am the servant of God. God has a plan for each and every single one of you. His plan was Jesus. His plan is still Jesus. 
this baby Jesus is celebrated tomorrow as this baby which was born to live a life, a perfect life, so that he could sacrifice himself to die on that cross and be victorious over our sin, victorious over death, and give us life. God's plan is the only one which saves, the only one which gives us hope. But how are we reacting? How are we, how are we answering? What are we saying? Are we acting like Mary? Do we have the response to Mary where we're accepting of God's plan? We're not arguing. We're not denying. But we're saying, behold, I am a servant of God. Now, she did ask some questions. But how? How could this be? I'm a virgin. How could this be? It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to want to clarify and try and figure things out, but we do need to reach a point where we understand that God's blessings are sometimes beyond our comprehension, and we just need to celebrate the Messiah, worship him, and give him our life. This birth may have been unexpected, but it was not unexpected for God. He knew that we needed a savior, a king, a wonderful counselor, prince of peace, to come into our lives and show us the way to salvation. This is what the birth of Jesus was all about. The birth of Jesus would lead to eternal blessings for all of us. Ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior today and truly remember the real meaning of Christmas tomorrow. Open the best gift that you ever can, the gift of Christ. Here in a moment, we're going to be lighting the candles. I want to talk about this and before I do, let me make a note that I was told to remind people as we light these candles, make sure you remember not to tip your candle to the person next to you as you're trying to help light, or you're going to dump the, ash, the, the, not the ash, you're going to dump the wax on their suit, their clothes. Make sure the person who has the unlit candle comes to them. But here in a moment, we're going to be lighting this candle, these candles. Before we do that, I want to read this to you. Matthew, 15, Matthew 5, 14 to 16 says this. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We need the light of Christ. We need the light of Christ to show us how to have life, and then also, we need the light of Christ so that we inflect it to, reflect it to other people to show them where true hope comes from, where true life comes from. John 8, 12 says this. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Allow the light of Christ into your life tonight. And allow it to shine for the whole world to see. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, I already know Christ. I already have Christ. I've already professed with my mouth that he is Lord and Savior over my life. But then I ask you this. Are people around you seeing this light? Is this light flourishing as it should? Or do you have so many things in your life that shouldn't be there that the flame is dwindling down and it's barely lit? Recommit your life and give God everything. So that your light can truly flourish. Your light can truly flame on for people to see. Tonight, tomorrow, every day after, this gift will continue to give. Because once you have Christ in your life, he's always there. Every single day, he's covering your sins. Every single day, we have hope. 
an unexpected birth, a huge struggle for Mary. As all of you know, a birth is not easy, especially in that day. This unexpected birth would lead to amazing blessings. May the thought of the baby Jesus, an unexpected birth, help you to see the new life that you may now have. Each and every single one of us can have new life, just like that new life that was born on that day. Christ Jesus in physical form, God with us. We still have this God with us, but do you have this God with you? Don't wait any longer. We're all sinners, and we disappoint God with not obeying his commands. Admit that you're a sinner tonight and give him your life. Profess with your mouth that he is your Lord and Savior and that you need him. I'm going to end with prayer right now, and I ask you if anybody wants to talk about this, wants to pray with me, if anybody wants to confess and, and give your life to Christ Jesus tonight, there's no better day than now. Give your life to him now. Follow after me in prayer. After prayer, the men are going to distribute the candles row by row, and we're going to have a couple ladies come by and light row by row, and you'll pass the flame down. We're going to lower the lights a little bit more and sing a few more songs. So please join me as we worship the Messiah tonight, as we celebrate this, the Messiah, and we truly think through this unexpected birth and think through today, a day and age where we try and get rid of the unexpected things, which could be the greatest blessing that you ever would have known. Please bow your heads as we pray. Lord God, we thank you for the baby Jesus. We thank you for giving us this great blessing, the greatest blessing that we ever would know, the greatest blessing that we could even imagine, Lord. And you gave us this blessing. Your son came and was born as a baby, God with us, so that we might have life. May we celebrate Christmas with the true meaning, with the true realization that it's because of Christ that we have hope at all. It's because of Christ Jesus that we have this love this joy, this peace within our heart. But there's many people around the world that are looking for Jesus. They're looking for hope. May we be a light in the world shining to you. In your holy and powerful name we pray tonight. Amen. And if the men would please distribute the candles. Sin 
dumping your candles and let's lift our voices high for God to hear tonight So tender and 
sit down yet. You see, I wish you could see what I see right now. I do. I wish I could take a picture and just put it right up here for you to see, because what I see is many lights for Christ. What I see is about 150 to 170 lights shining bright for Christ. If we could now, if you could just shut off the, the projector, if you could. I don't know if you can find the remote back there and push the off button at the top corner. But I want you to see just how much this room is lit, just by some candles. Pretty amazing. Because even as I said that, I had to catch myself because I had to say that, I, I had to catch myself because I, I was about to say, turn the lights off. I thought we had lights on, but look around. Go ahead. You don't need to look at me. Look around. There is no lights on right now except for the light back of the computer and that Christmas tree. Okay, a little light on the stage, but you get the point. This is all because of us, guys. Just think, if it wasn't just our missionaries that are paid to be out there talking about Christ, if it wasn't just me, if it wasn't just the deacons of the church, but what if every single one of us, and I'm not saying you're not, only you can be the judge of that, but if every single one of us was this light, Lift your lights up high. Look around. Look at all the lights. Think of the difference we could make in the world. And it's not us. It's a difference we could make because of Christ being in our lives. Amen. I'm going to close in prayer. Lord God, we thank you for giving us light, for giving us Christ, for giving us the baby Jesus born on that day which would ultimately lead to us having freedom, to us having a life everlasting and a relationship with you, a relationship which would lead to giving us hope, to giving us joy, to giving us peace and love. The world is looking for all of this, Lord, and we have the answer. We have the light. We just need to hold it up for people to see. And, Lord, we pray for you, and we're struggling. We pray, we pray Lord, for you to give us strength. We pray, protect that flame and keep it bright. Keep it flaming on for all to see, Lord. Lord, may this Christmas be honoring to you and your son. May we celebrate Christ tomorrow. 
And remember the true reason for the season is you. It's in your holy and powerful name we pray tonight. Amen.